kids. Each kid needs different mothering. Every mother is also different. Yeah. And every one of us have a different capacity for different reasons, and that's okay. I'm Susan Goss, and as a seasoned therapist of more than 15 years, I'm honored to have had the opportunity to gain so much wisdom from so many people and love passing that knowledge on to others. So join me and some of my favorite friends as we share some tangible truths with you. Hey guys, welcome back to the Tangible Truth Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us again. We've got a great series going on on loving well mothering for a lifetime. We sure hope if you haven't heard the first two podcasts that you'll go back and listen to Brooke Smith and I on the first one was Loving Well, Mothering for a Lifetime. Second one was special guest Karen Campbell. Megan Jones, Brooke Smith, myself, and Carrie uh, Salee talking on the topic actually was mothering special needs and disability. Karen Campbell is the director of the special needs and disability department of Fellowship Bentonville, and it was such a joy to talk about that and visit with her. This week, we're going to jump right into parenting littles or parenting young children, and we have our own two experts uh, with us, I say, and they're grinning from ear to ear when I say that. That's Megan Jones joining us and Brooke Smith because I'm going to ask them to tell us the age of their children. But Karen is still with us. Carrie is still with us and myself, which we had littles years ago, didn't we, Karen? And ours are adults now, and Carrie's are teenagers, and she has one adult. And so, but Megan, uh, tell me how old your littles are. So I have three boys. Uh Uh-huh. Um, my little is four, and then I have an eight-year-old boy and an eleven-year-old boy. Okay, my three sons. That's what yes, I said. My three sons. <laughs> my three right. sons. Okay, uh-huh. used to be. A t- you're too young to watch it, but there used to be a show on TV called My Three Sons. I need to watch it. I know. Nick at night. That's how I watched it. Oh, so you? Okay, <laughs> good. Carrie. Carrie knows about it. Karen, I know you know yes, about, know it. about okay, it. Okay, My Three Sons. Okay, Brooke, uh, how old are your littles? I have a six-year-old boy and a year-and-a-half-year-old little girl. Okay. So one girl in the mix. Uh Okay, one girl in the mix. Just keep it up. (laughs) Okay. And Karen, just so that listeners will know, tell us your children, boy or girl. I have a son who's 29 and a daughter who's 32 and then two grandchildren, boys, who are three and six. Okay. And Carrie? Um, so I have a 13-year-old girl, a 15-year-old girl, and my big boy will be 20 this summer. Okay. And I have a, this month, a 39-year-old son and a 36-year-old son and an eight-year-old granddaughter, a six-year-old grandson, a year-and-a-half-old granddaughter, that's one family, and then a, a two-year-old granddaughter, so four grandchildren. After 30, it doesn't even matter what the number is. Right? Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I had to stop and think. Oh, wait, wait, wait. How I old is how old I am, too, now. Oh, my gosh. 30. I had to think, how old is Chad going to be? 39. Well, okay. So, girls, parenting littles. Who wants to start, Megan? Sure, I'll jump in, okay. I guess. 
So I think for littles, right, I think that we have a hard job. I think that it is very, very hard to constantly be on with littles. And what I find myself doing, just kind of being transparent, is that as a day goes on, I can wake up in a pretty good spot. I've been in the word and I feel like I'm pretty on and ready to go. And then something happens and the third cup of milk is spilled or, and I'm cleaning up the fifth mess of the day. And I find my system going on overdrive and I feel my anxiety picking up. And so I think that just for mamas out there, we're all in this mess together. That's a good way to put that. I think that, that parenting is hard anyways. I don't, I don't care what, what age our kiddos are at. I think it's going to be hard for a lifetime. And yet every stage I have found my kids. And again, my oldest is 11. So I'm not very far along, but I have found the sweetest moments with each kid. For me, I also homeschool. Um, and so it's been super, super sweet to be able to get to learn along my, ch- along with my children and, and yet hard. And so I think that what my heart wants to hand the listeners is first of all, none of us have it all put together. We don't live an Instagram life. We don't live a Facebook picture life. Um, most of the days it's pretty messy. And I, I think that as I'm, as I'm growing, um, in myself and healing, um, I'm learning that the mess can be pretty too. Right. Even though it doesn't feel like that to our systems that, that really, how do we begin to, to walk along with our children and their journey that God has them on and lean into their curiosities, lean into their hearts and honor their walk. Right. And so, um, I think it gets hard whenever emotions get high and we have lots of conflict in the home to keep that mindset because it dysregulates us, rightly so. And so I think that that's where I'm on my own journey of really learning how to walk well with my children wherever they're at and honoring their experience. Um, and so listeners, um, just stay with us as we continue this conversation, because I would love to hear from um, the more seasoned mothers about how they do that well, because I know that there's a battle going on inside of me daily of how do I stay in tune and stay curious with my children's hearts when tantrums are being thrown or brothers are fighting and yet staying engaged with myself and, and slowing down myself, not to be that yelling mom. And we all do it. And um, we have to have grace on ourselves because, you know, that's, we're just in a grind, but yet learning to slow ourselves down so we can walk really well with our children and allowing them to feel and to be human and to um, stay curious with their hearts. I absolutely agree. I'm not the expert. I'm definitely the expert at being on this learning journey. (laughs) But when I think of mothering littles, I think I am constantly learning about myself and how I cannot be this perfect mom that I had in mind. You know, like the one who would stay calm whenever my kid was throwing a tantrum because I feel myself like dysregulate on the inside. And it's like, how do I breathe so that I can teach my child to do that? And I was actually on a walk the other day and I was just like having it out with the Lord because I was like, God, like I need you. I just want to love my child like you do and to not mess up. I don't want to hurt them. Lord, you know, they're going to be in therapy in 20 years, (laughs) you know, and, um, I felt like, and it was so good to hear from the Lord in this moment, but what I heard from him was like, Brooke, you are not going to get it right all the time because you're human. And I love that you want to love your children well, like I do, 
But where there's gaps and where you get it wrong, that's where I get to show up and your children get to know me and my love. And that was really reassuring for me. Like, okay, like (laughs) there's even goodness in like the place where I have gaps with my kids and I miss it because that is where they get to turn to the Lord and they get to see how his love is perfect and how much they need his love. Mm, That's so good. That's so good. I love, this is what I love hearing from, this is a cry fest today, (laughs) Uh, cry fest, because it's so encouraging for the listeners to hear, because if you're a single mom, if you're a mom, mom, any mom, it is so encouraging to hear because what y'all just did is normalize. Okay. You normalized. Uh, We use that term a lot in therapy, but it normalized. I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one that gets up and it's messy and I know it's messy. And then I get on my phone and I look at Instagram and they're not messy. You know, it doesn't look like they're messy. It doesn't look like they're having a hard day. It looks like it's perfect. It's not perfect. Okay. It's not perfect. We all mess up as moms, right? And we all, and there's spilled milk all the time. It's sticky. I am right now keeping my grandkids for a whole week. My kitchen is so sticky. We had sticky hands last night and I finally figured out he picked up a mousetrap. I mean, it was so sticky. <laughs> Did you touch the mousetrap with? No, but he didn't know what a mousetrap was. And then I turned into the detective and I said, did you do this? Did you do that? that?" No, but I mean, I was being curious. I wasn't angry at all because I was trying to figure it out. You know, no, I didn't do that. that." You know, sticky, sticky. And everything he touched was sticky, (laughs) sticky, sticky. And then he calls me, honey, we're sticky. And then I finally found that mousetrap. And it was so sticky. That happens all the time. And so messy. I love the way you, you said that. And then Brooke, I loved what you said, Lord. I just want to love my child. And then God saying back to you, you're not going to always get it right. You're not going to always get it right. What an encouraging word for the listeners, What to all the moms. We're not going to always get it right. And why is that? Because we're human. Mm -hmm. We're human. We're not going to always get it right. And God says, hey, let me fill in the gap. Let me love. I love your. Here's here's something that Brooke didn't say that I'm going to say for you. God loves our children more than we do. Uh Uh-oh. Wow. Big word to all of us. God loves our children more than we do. Hello. And he knows their hearts better than we do. He does. He knows them better than we do. And he also did not give our children to us by mistake. You know, we're we're the right moms. No, sometimes sometimes he doesn't feel that way. (laughs) And uh, so I mean he just you know, it's just it's just normalizing the the messiness and I appreciate the vulnerability, the honesty, uh, because it's so true. So thank you. Thank you for that word. Not only did he give those kids to us because he knew that they would need us, but like God knew that I would need my kids in that way. I learned more about my heart and God has done more refining in my heart since I've had kids than any other time in my life. <laughs> yeah, 100%. 100%. 
And if you're a mom of littles, I'm just going to speak from experience. You can jump in, Karen. You can jump in, Carrie. But truer words were never spoken. As I have matured spiritually and gone through littles and now have adult children, man, I have two sons. And wow, I have learned so much, in particularly from one, that so much about I had to really, you know, God designed us to need him. Karen, I don't know about you, but or carry, but I mean, just clinging to God, teach me. I, he changed my heart. I was trying to change one of mine. No, that's not the way it works. God changed me, my heart, and it was a transformation. And it was, and therefore the relationship got so much better. Did you have any experience like that? I think, you know, when we have this idea of what it's going to be like when we have children and we think it's going to follow this little perfect little path. Mm. And I don't know about your children, but mine were so different. Yeah. They really needed different. Yes. They needed different things from me. And I had to learn that lesson in a hard way too, Susan, that mm. they were not the same and that I had to rethink parenting. And I'm still with adult children having to rethink. Mm-hmm. Um, parenting because they're different and they need different things. And, you know, I think ladies for you with young children, we um, have this idea of what life is going to look like and what capacity is going to look like. And I don't know how that has changed in your reality, but for me, it was very different than what I thought. Mm-hmm. I love that point. I actually just being completely honest. I remember a couple of years ago when my kids were really young and I just remember thinking and just crying out to God and saying, this is it. Like what in the world? Like this is what little girls dream of, uh-huh. right? They dream of getting married and they dream of having kids. And what are your kids' names going to be? You remember that game MASH? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. yes. 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 How many kids are you going to be? And what are your names of your kids going to be? Uh-huh. Right. And then you arrive and it's like, oh my gosh, nobody ever said it was going to be this hard. Uh-huh. Right. Nobody said it was going to be this messy and this crazy. And, and yet I love what you're saying, Karen, because I'm like, Every child needs something so different from me. And God has equipped me for that. Yeah. He's equipped me for that, for what is ahead. And whenever I fail, whenever I get it wrong, it's actually an opportunity, kind of like what you were saying, Brooke, for him to be the person that they rely on, the person that redeems the situation, redeems me. But it is such a hard process to learn. And again, right, it's like relearning it every single day I wake up. Because I know what's coming at me. I know what's coming for me. And yet again, it's so hard to keep the mindset of it's okay if I fail. You know what? It's even okay if my kids fail. Mm-hmm. It's okay if they fail that test and learn to get up and walk again. And they learn to, you know, work through a friendship that was hard and they had a hard day. Like those are good things that if they learn how to do it well with relying on Jesus, like their lives then can look completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also, as moms, have to be willing to for it to be okay for them to fail and for us to fail. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a hard place to get. Yeah. It yeah. reminds me of that verse of like, whenever we rejoice in sufferings, it's because like the Lord is teaching us perseverance and endurance. And we get those things because we have hope in Christ. Like he is producing something good in us. Awesome. And I know that that verse can be so misused in so many ways. 
but I see it in, in that, in that circumstance where it's like the Lord gets to do something good in us by having us experience trials Mm -hmm. develops our character. Yes. And to Karen's point about the difference in our children, especially as they grow older, you know, my prayer is I put it in circle talk for sure, but I do it all the time, every day. God, show me what motherhood looks like as it relates to Chad. Mm -hmm. God, show me what motherhood looks like as it relates to Jake, because they're different. Absolutely. I'm I'm their mother to both of them, but motherhood looks differently to both boys. And at each stage. Totally. Uh, At each stage. Mm -hmm. Totally. Especially once they got older, once they got married, once they became, you know, my role, I'm still their mother, but the role changes, you know. Yeah, one thing I remember from when I, because my kids are obviously 13, 15, and 19, so we're not that far removed from the little stage enough uh-huh. that you still have the memories. Um, and I know for me, when it was, when they were little, I had that total attitude too of, especially because when they were young, it was just the beginning of Instagram and Pinterest and the Pinterest mom and the perfection. And I remember just being, doing the exact same thing. Just the, when we first moved here, we only had one kid and he was two and a half. And I remember looking at my kid and going, I really don't like you because mm-hmm. you're two and a half and I've never spent this much time with my two and a half year old because I used to work and then I was a stay at home mom. Yes. And I remember looking at going, I must be doing something wrong mm-hmm. because everyone else is great parents. Everyone else is great. No one's, I must be a horrible mom for going, I really don't like you right now. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember thinking that about my kids and going, obviously there's something wrong with me. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, so I love that you're like, no, everybody has it messy. Mm-hmm. But one of the biggest things I know from, from my personal story is that the biggest gift I ever gave my kids was realizing that I wasn't okay. That a lot of the stuff I was pushing on them and a lot of the perfection I wanted them to have and all of that dealt with my own issues. And so the, the biggest gift I ever gave my kids was going counseling. Mm-hmm. I met Susan. Um, you know, or realizing that I wasn't okay and that a lot of the stuff, a lot of the pressure I was putting on myself that we see with that Pinterest, Instagram, perfect world was because of the only shoes that I had. And I was unintentionally, I was doing the best I could. We're all just doing the best you can, but my best I could was based off trauma and it was based Mm -hmm. off falsehoods that had traveled with me from my own childhood. Mm -hmm. So even though I was trying not to be like my parents, I was kind of being like my parents because mm-hmm. that's all I knew. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's something that a lot of moms, you know, we know that moms are the worst about investing in ourselves. The kids get the better clothes. You know, they go on the sports, do the sports things and all this kind of stuff. And we never go on vacation, you know. And so I think that's something that a lot of moms can give themselves some grace and say, it's okay to put yourself first. Because it's going to make you a better mom. Mm-hmm. Go on the girls' nights. Take the weekend trips with your husband. Get the therapy. Mm-hmm. To get the whatever you need to be the best mom. And don't put yourself last place. Mm-hmm. That's and so I, good. Just like our kids, each kid needs different mothering. Every mother is also different. Yeah. And every one of us have a different capacity for different reasons. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. So we all need to be able to figure out and talk to the Lord about like, okay, God, what does it look like for me to like live out of rest mm-hmm. to mother out of a rested place with you? Does that mean that I need to work part-time or full-time? Does that mean that I need to be full-time mom uh, at home? Like, what does that look like for me going to therapy? The things that like give me rest yeah. in the Lord. 
And that is something good that God gives us. He actually mandates rest in us. And so in our seasons of life change as well. And so yeah. our circumstances and that rest might look different. Rest yes. might be, I get five minutes to myself drinking yes. coffee, hiding in the closet <laughs> because I have littles and they're napping for once at the same time. And then other times it might be, I'm going on a, a weekend girls trip or a weekend trip with my husband. But I think we, I think seeking it out is something that we don't give ourselves permission to do enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And as we get curious about our own kids and their needs and how they need us to respond to them, um, also just being curious about ourselves as mothers. Yeah. Um, because really to get to those things that we're kind of talking about, we really have to spend time with ourselves. We have to know ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right. And so just give yourself permission to really sit with your own heart and asking what you need. And not just what you need, what does your family need from you? How does your family going to set up and look different than your neighbors or the girl on Instagram or your best friend? Because all of our homes are unique. And um, and I'm just going to refer to homeschooling because that's what I got my fingertips. But, you know, I am not an avid reader. Every homeschooler I feel like I read about is, is like reading <laughs> this literature that I'm like, I don't even know what that says. How am I going to read this to my children? And I've just had to be okay with stepping back and saying, you know what? That is not me. Maybe it will be someday, but it is not me right now. So what does my home need to look like? What are my gifts that the Lord has given me that I can hand off to my children? It doesn't have to look like everybody else's. It gets to look like our home, our unique home, and the beauty of what God has enriched me with to hand off to my children. And it's not going to look like everybody else. And that's okay. And that's actually good. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's great. Yeah. Comparison, I always say, unless you're buying a refrigerator, breeds discontentment. It's one of my favorite quotes. <laughs> it's right. Is it not true? Especially it's like Susan Gossin underneath. <laughs> it does. It needs a Susan Gossin t-shirt. t-shirt. <laughs> and t-shirt. Oh my gosh. Oh, that would be a great t-shirt. <laughs> Carrie. <laughs> Carrie to the rescue. But this applies to all moms, y'all. Yeah. It applies it, whether you're married, whether you're single, whether you're helping uh, anyone that's a neighbor that is saying, I'm no good. I'm not a good mom. I'm not good. Please pass this wisdom on that we're all in this together right we're all in this together it's messy and it is messy (laughs) and yes of course it's messy (laughs) yes Uh, and we're all in it together so i i hope this episode is what we call normalizing it to everyone so i Listen to it twice. Listen to it two times. I just got a text yesterday from Megan. This this will encourage you. I haven't even had an opportunity to tell you. I got an episode from a missionary that listens to our podcast and listened to the Cultivating Podcast yes. five times. Oh, wow. Nice. It just touched her heart so much. It made me cry immediately. Wow. Uh, so it just moved me so much. So I will say if this podcast, you know, in particular means something and you need to hear it over and over again, if you're exhausted, if you're tired and saying, I'm just not good enough, you know, like Carrie was saying, I must be a horrible mother. No, that's a lie. Straight from the pit of hell. You're, yes, that's a lie. Listen to this podcast to say, we're all in, in this together, right, Carrie? And so I just appreciate you listening today. Pass this on, share it. And Carrie, what do you want people to do even at the end of the podcast? Yeah, absolutely. So we would always love for you guys to go and follow us on Instagram so that you can see all the tidbits and behind the scenes. And then make sure you also like 
subscribe and leave us a comment because it puts us up in the ratings so that more people can learn about tangible truth. Okay, great. See you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Tangible Truth Podcast, part of the KLRC Podcast Network.